The following podcast is brought to you by the Jonas Podcasting Network, found exclusively at wrestlingwithjonas.com. Welcome to the latest edition of the SWN podcast. I am your host, as always, Billy, and uh, I am joined. Before we go any further, if you're watching the video feed, yes, I have shaved my beard. Yes, it looks weird. Uh, I am joined this week by the tactician, the Riddler of Scottish Wrestling, Taylor Vite. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. So this is a bit of a long time coming. I was we were initially trying to get you into season two, but you were you're in a house move. So we've, yes, we've eventually dabbed you uh, for for a season three. Um, we were initially, well, I think the idea kind of crossed uh, the table of an IT crowd podcast, but we'll get to that in a second. Uh, but the first question is always the same, though. So we'll just get straight into it. How did you get into pro wrestling? What got you hooked? Uh, I'm afraid it's going to be slightly similar to previous answers because I'm similar to Luke Matthews in that my gateway, gateway wrestler was Kane. Um, so I got into wrestling, I think it would have been about late 99 early 2000 uh, I would have been maybe six um so it was just when channel four got um rights to wrestling and it kind of became this thing like oh what's this thing that's on channel four and now we can watch it and then sky one got like smackdown in the mornings and stuff and I'd go to like my granddad's house and we'd watch it then um he didn't watch it it was just on uh, so yeah that was that was my real one was um it was kind of seeing it and all the action figures were around and then I had <laughs> You know, like, you've all got, like, a, not everyone, but sometimes people have, like, a dodge uncle who kind of, like, somehow find you, like, maybe not totally legal PlayStation games. Maybe pirate copies and stuff. <laughs> it was, like, WF Warzone, here's this thing, and I'm like, oh, what, who are these people? They look interesting. What's this all about? So it was, it was a mix of things. It was a mix of that. Um, it was a mix of the, it was just ease of access to it. And uh, so it was, yeah. I think, I think Warzone was a big one. And then when SmackDown came out on the PlayStation 1, that was a big game changer. Um, but no, yeah, I think my real gateway was Undertaker and Kane because I was a younger brother and I thought Kane was really cool and interesting. He didn't look like any wrestler who I'd seen before. Um, and I always thought, well, he's, you know, bigger and stronger than his brother, so maybe one day it never quite happened. But uh, That's exactly the point where I came in. So that's that's, that's, that's amazing. So, yeah, uh, I came in around about nine because... Uh, I was born in 1990, and uh, yeah, Undertaker Cade Inferno match was my first memory, uh, which gave me so many nightmares until I was uh, <laughs> until I was very bluntly told by by one of my parents. I don't know who I'm going to blame on this occasion. Just turn around and go, you know, it's not real, and that's not fair. I mean, I think I, I, I think I needed it because I was having Undertaker yeah. Cade in my nightmares, but uh, at the same time, I was like. Oh, it's, it's, it's real. It's still... Yeah. <laughs> it's also thing of, you get, like, I always got the, you know, the rumour, it's the same with a bit like Santa, like, the rumour kind of goes around the playground and it, you kind of believe it's what, as long as you want to believe, it's kind of like, nah, I can't be fake, now you're talking rubbish and then eventually you kind of come around like, yeah, okay, fine. But doesn't mean I can't enjoy it still. Exactly. It's, uh, it's, it's panto. It's, it's soap. It's soap opera. That's what it is. Uh, you enjoy for what it is, even if some of it's not that great. You just you find the you find the bits you like. Uh, so yeah, you mentioned wrestling figures. Do you remember what your first ones were? Uh, yeah, the very first ones would have been I don't know who what company would have made them. Um, I think it would have been whoever was just before the Jack specific ones. Um, it was a wee 
they were maybe like five inches tall and had you know like no articulation it was like the shoulders moved and the legs kind of went in circles and that was about it um and it was mankind and triple h like a double pack of them oh was it the uh, bone crunchers so like you you, you bend the elbows and they go no, not, not nothing even that advanced. It was literally like I'm not even sure if they might be knockoffs. In all honesty, I don't really know. They just came into my possession one day, like, oh great, well I play with these now. They, they arrived with Warzone. <laughs> <laughs> that um, brown paper bag. What tell your I, mother? I, I I wasn't a Warzone guy. I was weird. I, well, not weird. I'd I'd attitude, which is essentially this. It's the same game, yeah. but with slight differences. And apparently, Warzone's better. It might. I, it was. It was. I don't. It, it might have been actually. I don't really remember. It was literally Stone Cold was on the front. It had a red cover. Yeah, that's Warzone. Definitely Warzone. Uh, but yeah, it's it's it's. Do you remember? Well, that's been a weird time then because when Warzone came out, pretty much half the roster wasn't wrestling in WWF at that time. Yeah. it was so, a weird. One. Especially because when I got it, I think because it's not a strictly legal pirate copy, possibly not to you know incriminate anyone in my family or anything. Um, sorry, Uncle Paul. But um, it's it was like, so it would have been a couple of years old by that point as well anyway. So then you're cycling through all the wrestlers and going like, The Rock doesn't look like that anymore. He isn't, what's, the, what's the nation? I've never heard of this. The Rock's a good guy. What's going on? Why is he talking like a bad guy in this? You yes. get that kind of disconnect. Yeah, um, I, I, I do as well. Again, again I've seen these guys who I hadn't seen before. Ahmed Johnson, I was like, oh my God, look at this guy. He looks amazing. Yeah. He's got knee pads on his thighs. That's just incredible. And then... You watch Heat, and he's not there because yeah. he's long gone by that point. Yeah, long, long gone. But no, Channel Four, I think, has a lot to. For, for they only had what four pay per views, pay per views because it was yeah. they didn't pay for it. But uh, it, it, it had four shows, and yet it seems to be the catalyst for a lot of UK wrestlers and fans yes. everywhere. Because Royal Rumble two thousand still probably one of my favorite events ever. Yeah, it, it was just it was free. They've got a lot to answer for Channel Four for a lot of corrupted youths. <laughs> so you went from that watching it um, was there any did you just did you ever have a break uh, or was you just watching it constantly from 99 onwards no yeah I had a break um, I think probably about 2003 to maybe tail end of 2006 um, because wrestling wasn't cool anymore and I wanted it to be cool uh, which has still never happened unfortunately but you know um, so uh, then football became the big thing and all that kind of stuff. And rest, if you watch wrestling, you were a pariah. So I watched it secretly for a little bit, my secret shame, and then um, and then just abandoned it and fell away from it. Because again, it became, I think it might move channels and it became less accessible or maybe we switched providers or something. I can't remember. But I, either way, I didn't have access to it as much anymore. And it was a case of, well, I'm not that fussed because then I'm I can't talk about it with anyone. So if wrestling's a strange one because the people... Because it's such a niche thing when you find another wrestling fan, it's like, oh my god, we must have so much in common. Ah, oh, we're going to be best friends now. You've got nothing else in common. Um, so yeah, I fell away from it for a bit, from about 03 to end of 06, and then I was reading PlayStation magazine, I think, and they said that SmackDown vs Raw 2006 was very, very good, and it was on offer in game. And I was like, well, I picked that up, and oh, Kurt Angle's in it. I remember him, that kind of thing. And it was a really good game. And then I sort of slowly started eking my way back into it around Rumble 2007 kind of thing. Do, do you ever find that? Oh, right on to seven. That was yeah. You, you went back in at a great time. Um, do you ever find that when you do meet other wrestling fans, there is that initial excitement, and then they start speaking to you, and you go, "Oh no, I, I'm not. I'm not going to like you." But now this is the thing we have in common. So you're always going to speak to me. Yes. <laughs> you're not. You're not. My, you're not my kind of wrestling fan. 
Oh, I, I get that. I, I, it's like, because I've got a wrestling tattoo, so people see it yeah. and they go, oh, I remember so-and-so, whatever. I'm like, great, great. Oh, I watched that, so-and-so. Oh, I really like, well, I don't like how they're booked. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I don't want to speak about booking. I don't want to speak about that. Yeah. I want to enjoy wrestling. Leave me alone. Yes. Not exactly. Yeah, well, I, I I was that fan for a while. I was I re- like all message boards and really like yeah, they should have done this differently, and I would have done this blah blah blah. Reading all the dirt sheets and that, and I was like, oh, wrestling rubbish. I was like, no, wrestling's not rubbish. You just don't enjoy it because you know everything's going to happen, and you're constantly critiquing it. So if you just sat back and like watch it and not worry about it all the time, it's like wrestling's actually great fun if you're not you know too caught up in it. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, I think uh, Dave Gorman coined the phrase "extractor fan." And that's exactly what it is. It's like you're sucking all the joy out of this. Just yes. let me enjoy it. That's why I like good shows. When you go to shows, you see the, the kids in the crowd. Not that I'm staring at kids for any amount of time, but when I see kids in the crowd and they're just like, just balls to the wall, excited to yeah. see wrestling. I'm just like, yeah, that's what I'm going to be like. I'm just going to yeah. enjoy it because exactly. that's just what I should be doing. Not, yeah. I think uh, as, of, as of recording yesterday, Triple H had a big, big whinge on a, a conference call about uh, if you don't like it, don't watch it. Like, yes. Yeah, aye. Okay. Cool. I mean, yeah, like, I, I mean, it's, it's not as if there's no other options out there when it comes to wrestling as well. Like, oh. especially nowadays, there's so much wrestling um, that is, you can't keep across all of it. So if it's something you don't enjoy, you don't have to watch it. But, you know, Misery loves company and Misery loves a good one sometimes, so. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But um, my, my only watching now is really... I don't even watch YouTube highlights. I watch the pay per view. I watch the sh- pay per views, the big shows. Yeah, that's it. That's all I need to watch because they generally have a good. They generally do video packages. I catch up quite easily, yeah. and then that's it. I've given up on the Thunderdome, so I, I was I was finding myself not enjoying watching. I was looking for myself most of the time, which is a very vain thing to do. <laughs> uh, right. So you went from that. You've watched it. You had a little break, and then you started training. So how did you? decide when did you decide think right I'm just gonna go and, and do it um so I was uh trying to think I was a teacher at the time in my shoot job I was teaching and um I just wasn't I mean your first year of teaching is if anyone is a teacher right there or anything it's notoriously difficult because obviously it's this whole new thing and you kind of get chucked in the deep end and it kind of comes to your life so I was looking for something outside of that and then I decided I want to get in shape. And so I wanted to, I wanted to do wrestling training because I kind of got, I listened to all these wrestling podcasts and it was all these Pete Dunn, Tyler Bates, like, oh, I started when I was like eight years old. I started in the room, like they all start so young. And I was kind of thinking, has have I missed the boat entirely? And then I think I was listening to a podcast with DDP and obviously he started when he was like 35. So I was like, oh, you know what? I can, I can still do it. But if I want to do it, I should probably do it sooner than later before I totally lose the nerve. So and then I decided to start getting in shape for it and then found out fitness is actually great fun. I actually really enjoy this. And that kind of became my new career avenue after that. And then I'd kind of given myself the aim. I think I started proper New Year's resolution, kind of Jim Gore. Started in like January, got a personal trainer and stuff. And I decided that I would go to, um, there was going to be intake classes at GPWA and at Source in the summertime. So I was like, I'll be ready for a round then and I'll go to one of those and we'll see how it goes. And then it was literally the night before the spring intake for source started and I kind of went I mean how much more ready am I going to get it's going to be a massive culture shock regardless because you know wrestling training is notoriously not easy so 
I just kind of went, saw it and booked a train and went along to Glasgow and went to the intake class. And that was the first one and, it, and discovered that I wasn't totally terrible as I thought I would be initially. So that's all I needed to nudge me forward and go, yes, this is my life now. Uh, so how aware were you of Scottish wrestling in general then? So you said Source, GPWA, uh, so did you go to shows beforehand? Uh, were you going to, to SWA shows, ISW, anything like that? No, not a huge amount. I lived in Edinburgh at the time, so it, there, I don't think, I think Discovery had maybe just started or was just starting. and There wasn't a huge amount of wrestling in and around Edinburgh that I knew of anyway. Uh, there was stuff around the East Coast stuff, but you know, if it's not the town centre, I wasn't interested because, oh, driving. Oh. Um, I didn't drive then either, so. Um, so, no, I wasn't, there wasn't a huge amount. It was, like a lot of people, I think Insane Fight Club really got me the two Insane Fight Club shows that kind of dragged me into it and went, oh, this is really cool. Uh, I, watched, I watched the first Insane Fight Club and then I managed to get tickets to go and see Impact when they came to Glasgow, one of the, when they came to the Hydro, I think, for the first time. And I was where I was sitting and then just across from me, I think a couple rows down, I, think I saw Grado, saw Jack Jester, and I was like, oh, this is so cool, there's wrestlers here and I know who these people are now. And I kind of got more interested in going, well, what is this ICW, what's it all about? And started seeing it on YouTube and things like that. Um, so I, I was aware and then I started going to a couple of shows maybe just before I started training. Um, and very embarrassingly, when a trainer first introduced me, introduced, just introduced themselves to me, I went, oh yes, and your stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that, went, that that moment went way better in your head than it did when it came out, wasn't it? You were you're expected to go, oh, I've seen your stuff, and they'd be like, they'd be like, oh, cool, that's fine. You, you know what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. do. And they'd just look at you and just went, ah, very good. Yeah, just kind of like very politely, kind of like, uh-huh. I was like, oh god. Trying <laughs> to sound like a cool insider, I was like, I've never sounded less like I know what I'm talking about than now. That, that was, was that the moment you just went, right, I'm closing down the meshes boards. I'm not going on UKFF anymore. <laughs> this is just... Well, see, that was, I'd, I've been away from all that for ages and now I decided, oh, you know, bring back my old horrible wrestling nerd for a wee second. Like, yeah, I've seen your stuff. Oh, jeez. <laughs> we've all been there. Um, I, I won't go through the story with me and Lita again, but it is one of those... No, no, I'll, I'll go through the one with Billy Gunn again because it'll make you laugh, I hope. But uh, yeah, I met Billy Gunn for the first time. First big international wrestler I've ever met. And... Uh, I got, I got an autograph from CM Punk once, but that's, that was, by the way. Um, yeah, I met him and shook his hand, got my autograph, and I went, oh, I really like your stuff, even the smoking guns. And he just played it off fine. It was cool. He probably didn't care. But I, as soon as I said it, it came out of my mouth, I went, oh. <laughs> That was meant to be a compliment. Oh, no. <laughs> It was because I really liked the one Billy Gun. Nobody likes the one Billy Gun, so that was kind yeah. of was trying to get. I was going to go with, but yeah, as soon as I said it, I was just like, "I'll shuffle across and go meet yeah. Jim Duggan now." It's fine. Just... I mean, as soon as you've said "even," you've already prefaced that. But, you know, <laughs> one that everyone else hates. I thought it was okay. That's it. That's exactly it. As soon as I said "even," but yeah, uh, but yeah, tell me, I wouldn't sell my my autograph from her on eBay. Was was the second worst, uh, but Billy Gun still fairly up there of going. Ah, oh, no, I'm just going to... Although I was saying that, I met Jack Jester at a rock and wrestle show and I was helping run it, run it. I need to look for a BT gun. So I ran up to him, ran up to him. I walked up to him, I don't run. I walked up to him and went, do you know where BT gun is? And he went, what? Because it was quite loud. And I went, do you know where uh, Tam is? Because I know that's, that's his name. And he went, what? Went, uh, do you know where Booty is? <laughs> 
I can't hear you. BT gun. Where's BT gun? <laughs> oh, he's left. Oh, was even worth the time. <laughs> this is the worst interaction I've ever had. Yeah. Oh, to beat. Oh no. So yeah, I don't speak to people at shows. I think it's for the best. It's for the it best. Brings for me. you back to like my nothing takes me for anyway. My like young single life to me talk to people who are like I've like celebrities and stuff for like or wrestlers who I know of, who don't know me, and I'm kind of like, I'm trying to be normal, but also trying to impress you. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, when I, when I was, in my single days, I tried that as well, and it was actually a case of I walked up to a girl. There was like five people in this club, club, lack of a better term, and I just walked up to her and went, how you doing? She went, all right, cool. Then I walked off, because I ran out of things to say by that point, I was like, <laughs> I need you to carry the conversation, to be honest, here. It's just, yeah. That's like how, a best for me, honestly. That's pretty good. How, how, how I'm now married, I'm still not entirely sure. Uh, so you started your training. You said you're, you're, you're kind of there. You didn't embarrass yourself. Uh, but what was your initial thoughts? Was it like when you, that first bump hit, you're like, oh, this is a lot realer than I thought it was going to be? The bump less, I knew the bump wouldn't be fun. As far as like having an older brother and that, I'd been, you know, chucked around my living room plenty of times and not knowing how to fall. So having someone to kind of like go, this is how you can do it to minimize damage and go, oh, this is brilliant. This is a fantastic technique to tell more people. Um, so, but um, I think my, it was the cardio and stuff obviously that really got me. In the first session, I think they kind of eased us in quite nicely as an intake class. It's not like um, when obviously Damo and Nikki ran things and it was just, we didn't have intake, so it was you join, you come to a beginner's class, and you just kind of join in, which is partly why I'd never gone sooner because I didn't like the idea of kind of joining in and not knowing what I was doing. So the idea of everyone being at the same level is like this is okay, that I can handle that. Um, so but uh, my second session, Matt Daly and Sammy Joe took, and Matt was like, "Have you guys done any striking? No, all right, we'll do something today." I'll borrow you. He calls me out. And he's like, "I'm going to give you a, a forearm, shows you how to do it, and everything." He goes, "I'll go about." 50% power. Jeez! <laughs> uh, and obviously, like, it's the kind of thing that now I'd be more used to, but having, like, never, like, really been in many fights or anything before, it was quite a culture shock to kind of go, gonna have to get used to this. Cool. <laughs> and plus, if you if you spend that all, all that time being the, the insider, you're like, oh, it's just gonna slap his leg as he comes towards <laughs> me. It's gonna be fine. Nothing's gonna hit me. It's gonna be like nothing. Uh, and then, yeah, then it, it hits you, literally. Matt Daly <laughs> doesn't slap any part of himself. He'll slap you. No one's business. He won't slap any part of himself for a noise. Um, so who do you remember who else was in your initial class that may still be around or, or at least made it to shows? Um, my class, uh, I think there's only one still training. And she, she was meant to debut previously. Um, I don't know what her wrestling name is these days. I don't totally want to out her, but um, so she's in case I get it wrong or whatever. Um, so it was her and her and I are the ones who have stuck around and the rest, uh, just life like not, nothing wrong with them or anything, just I guess they had more real lives than we did at the time because <laughs> I could just throw myself totally into wrestling because I didn't have anything else going on at the time. So, so were you still, when you started doing the training, were you still teaching or was that just gone by the wayside by that point? No, I was still teaching. I still taught for like another year or so after I started training, um, which is probably where like the tactician gimmick came from and stuff. Um, 
but um, it just became unfeasible. And because I wanted to pursue wrestling more, I wanted to move. I was living in Edinburgh, so I wanted to move through to Glasgow. And then when it came time to, I was doing, I was getting like a, this is not wrestling related, I don't know what I'm talking about, Tell but basically I was getting a qualification because I was like, oh, I might do PE teaching. And then found that the qualification I was doing like for fitness instruction, I was like, this is so much better than my job. Why don't I just do something in fitness? And so then, yeah, and then I, I moved through. So then it became more of a, now I can actually kind of really go at this because I wanted to debut, basically. And the debut, of course, came in 2018, but it wasn't supposed to happen. Uh, so talk about your first match. It was with Glenn Dunbar. Uh, what was the run-up to the day? What, what was that like? So I, I knew I was kind of like approaching being, I was having matches and training and stuff. And so it was kind of a case of, yeah, you know, you'll be, you're not terrible. So maybe at some point when there's a showcase or something, I think there was a showcase scheduled for like the October or something. And I was like, right, that's my big aim. I'm going to get on that and debut and it'll be great and have a wonderful time. And then I was going along to help the show for Lennox Town. And one of the wrestlers, I think, got food poisoning and couldn't make it. And I think another one couldn't come because they were bringing them. So we were down a couple of wrestlers. And so there was booking on the fly and things. And then it was kind of like, well, Taylor's about ready to debut. Just, just, we'll, yeah, just, we'll just chuck you in now. We'll just put you in with Dunbar. You'll be fine. I was like... Okay, but I don't. I don't have wrestling gear or or an idea of what I'm doing. The good thing about it was that I didn't have time to didn't have too much time to get too panicked and like get too nervous about it because it was very much well. You're here to help for the show. You're going to really help out because you're going to be on it. Cool, brilliant. What do I wear? And that became all I was worried about for a bit. Uh, yeah, I was having a look through the pictures because um, I from my research and I was seeing it was. Now, now I'm panicked because I forgot I did write down the colour. But it was it was a purple, purple yeah. outfit. Beautiful purple. Uh, affectionately nicknamed the Shame Trunks, which, uh, fun fact, Colton Davis then wore in his debut about a year later. <laughs> Are they the ones that just kept in, in, in a, uh, the, the ring set up? There's a bag full of just gear. It was like, right, you've forgotten your gear, you wear the... the the shame gear instead. Very much, yeah. Because um, I hadn't even thought about getting stuff made because like, ah, well, I'm not going to debut for another few months anyway, so I'll have a think and get something up. Oh, well, here you go. So, and then, obviously, and I wasn't wearing, I was wearing quite long boxers as well, so they kept falling out during the match. Could be worse. I mean, it could be someone else that fell out, so we'll <laughs> look at the positives and all that. <laughs> So the tactician gimmick then, well, so, sorry, we'll go through your first match actually. So you're with Glenn DeBar. Yes. Um, I've spoken to Glenn by the time this goes out publicly, that episode would have already went out. But yeah. uh, Glenn's one for some good advice beforehand. Maybe not the advice you need to hear, but sometimes he just comes in with a few few gems. Yeah. Uh, did he pull you aside and just go, are you nervous? Yes, good. And then that was it. Or was there a bit more, a bit more to it? I love you said that because that's, I mean, that's literally one of the things you said. I was like, you never see yeah. Good. <laughs> so, okay, because that kind of, you know, it means you care and you're ready for it. Um, no, his main thing was kind of like, because um, I kept worrying about what to do and what not to do. It's kind of like, don't worry about, like, if you, like, do something wrong, I will sort it. I, I, I can do it. And you will know you've done something wrong because I will let you know. Um, not like a mean way, just like, it'll be fine. Um, so, no, yeah, his main advice was basically... And the advice of everyone else was like, just try to enjoy it as much as it's very scary. And if it's like you only debut once, so take at least try not to be in your head the whole time and at least, you know, 
if you're knocked down or whatever, kind of take a moment to go like, this is kind of cool. Oh, there's people right here. Oh, this is interesting. So I, I, yeah, it was good to, like, to get a kind of chance to do a bit of that. As much as I was in my head most of the time, I do so have like some memories of the day of being like, oh, like there's people here. This is I'm wrestling on a show in front of people, which is all I, I didn't even think I'd get to that point. So to be on a on a show like with Dunbar, who's one of the best, and not totally making a mess of it, it was more than I could have ever hoped it would be. Now we did go beforehand saying that there that we do have a, a try keep it PG. However, something happened in that debut that I read in my research that uh, we'll probably have to quote verbatim. Uh, you had a little bit of an out-of-body experience where you ended up cursing in front of a family crowd. Uh, what was what was what was what was that like? What was that was that moment just going? Oh, no, I don't think Dunbar can fix that. <laughs> no, it was it was okay. Um, it was fine at the time because I thought I'd it under my breath. I thought I'd be very cool about it. And we're like, oh, swear word. Ah, well, it's fine. And then we kind of went off and did what we were supposed to do. Um, because you just corrected everything. Um, and obviously, and because I hadn't panicked, I was like, oh, I've done really well. Look at me. Excellent. And then I got back and it's like, did you swear? It's like, yeah, we bet. It's like, yeah, we all heard you. You can hear on the camera. <laughs> ah! I was kind of like, oh, well, that's fine. And then I looked in the audience and went, they're all so young. <laughs> oh, my God, no, no. Right, get away with that and govern. <laughs> well, exactly, yeah. Like, we get, yeah. Govern, they'd be like, say something worse. <laughs> uh, so, first match in, you, you've got rid of the shame gear. You've now got your, your, your you're now the tactician. So, you, you said it was kind of due to being a teacher and what have you, but uh, was there anything further that went into the, what was your kind of um, insp more inspiration for the tactician himself? Like, the tactician, um, Tactician is a weird one because I don't feel like I've gotten, or I've not really done it enough. I've not shown exactly what a tactician is yet, um, because I was kind of, I was kind of, I was still kind of figuring it out. And then, obviously, the world stopped, and I had a lot of time to think about the character and kind of go, "All oh, right, this makes more sense," and kind of evolve it a bit more and kind of think this would actually be a good thing and actually make sense. The basis of it was, um, I was looking for anything as a character because I was just I'm here to wrestle and oh, I'm gonna do my best and um, you know the trainee character which is fine and was fine for the beginning and obviously and honestly kind of has been a large part of the character so far as well because I was just kind of trying to be okay and not mess up and now that I feel slightly more confident or I did before obviously lockdown never happened I was kind of like, okay, now I can extract from it more and kind of bring more of myself to it. Uh, the initial idea was because I'm largely not, you know, I'm like 5'9", not going to, I'm not what a lot of people look at and think of as a wrestler. So it was kind of the thing of how can someone so unassuming be an interesting character? So then it came to um, watching like, I think Gotham was the big one at that, at that time. Um, I'm a big big Batman fan I always have been so the Riddler kind of came to mind as someone who doesn't look like he can do much but there's a lot more to him than meets the eye and it kind of extrapolated from there because I was always the nerdy kid and kind of looked down on for being smart or thought I was smart and then there's also the thing of I don't know um 
anyone who's watching it might have that if you were like kind of labeled like the clever kids in like your family or in a class and then you go into like high school or a bigger world and you kind of because my class only had like 18 kids in it so it wasn't too difficult to be one of the smarter ones because there's not a huge amount of competition um so it became that thing of once you go into like a wider reaching place like the high school or a university and you realize you're not all that smart and that was kind of my whole identity and how how I kind of coped with that or didn't cope with it. And I like that as a kind of way around the tactician of why the tactician would be a wrestler because it's all about showing people how smart I am, how how I can do things that I shouldn't be able to do because I think about it as opposed to just running in blindly. So that's kind of the basis of the tactician was that it was, it's all about in some fashion proving yourself um, and whether that's sometimes in a, like you can do it too or if it's a bad guy kind of like I'm the best and look at how good I am so all kind of, I like how it can flip both ways as well um I mean I've, I've, I don't want to to spoil anyone's uh anything as uh, kayfabe shattering show that this is that this is but your name's not Taylor right um was there any thought we did tactician and the Riddler thing was there any enigma kind of thought beforehand <laughs> was that in a list of names uh, were you were you um, I don't know I'll just say Edward Nygma because I'd be too too on the nose but Eric Nygma was there anything floating around no nothing there? like that um, the name again was actually because that was again because it was the same day it was kind of you're going to need a ring name I was like well I've just come out to my real name why would I not and then it was kind of like no you don't want to do that because then you're you know the mystique's gone and if anything bad were to go on or if there was in the future far far future if we had like lots of fans and they could know more about you that kind of thing and um, so and then it was just all these i kept pitching names basically and they got rejected for various reasons and then i was thinking of um i'd had the idea of ozymandias from watchman he's the smartest man in the world and he he's adrian Veidt. so i was like oh well taylor Veidt, that'll that'll work um which so it was initially it was it was um because it's spelled it's also conrad Veidt is um the he played a character in the man who laughs which then became the inspiration for the joker and i was like oh stop coming full circle this is really cool i like this um but it was v-e-i-d-t and no one could wrap their heads around it at all Veidt, void 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 but so i just went v-i-t Veidt. that's as simple kind of anglicized as i could try and get it to be so that's all that's where the name came from was it was another comic book reference uh, for about intelligence and then uh ironically having to dumb it down a bit <laughs> yeah yeah that's pretty much uh so outside of that so this, this show goes all over the place um also found out my research pretty much i, I read the interview did with scottish wrestling discussion it went yes. it disappeared off the face of the earth i'm just lucky that i kept all them um you're also a bit of a drummer as well yes yeah so not only are, are you are you showing your intelligence and your wrestling and your encyclopedic because I've been watching her my mother encyclopedic knowledge of uh, of comics and wrestling what have you you also hold a bit of rhythm so uh, was drumming again just another passion you had growing up how did you get into that yeah that was very much um, because I think part of the again part of like a lot of the kind of geeky kids kind of then also turned to. I did certainly was I didn't know how to process things properly emotionally so I turned into more of like a wee kind of gothy emo wee kid 
and then I went to do music and things and then they had uh, my school it was your first year of high school you could audition to get drum lessons if you had any rhythm at all which I fortunately did um, and then I credit drumming actually a lot with a lot of the wrestling because I didn't have the best hand-eye coordination before I started playing the drums and now I can you know walk properly and not fall over and do kind of co more complicated stuff so I put a lot a lot of that down to it. No, yeah, that was it was just a passion. Um because I loved rock music and things like that. I love Muse and Biffy Clyro and all these bands who and like Foo Fighters, all these bands who you're like, this is a really good word. I like this so much. It's because they've got such good drummers who like drive the rhythm and even drummers on basses who like really drive the rhythm at the back. Um and you kind of go, oh all this kind of working in harmony. Um so that was yeah that was where the drumming came from was that um just and also you know any teenager I wanted people to be impressed by me and for girls to fancy me. Uh, so it seems to be your passion is to just uh, surrounded by hitting things so if you can't do anything like you can't actually do these things at least, at least the skids get, get to your uh, angst and your teenage able phase like that channels oh. it into that uh, yeah. with just hitting things uh, which I mean there's worse things to do you could you could do drugs so I mean it's, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's safe that's what I've always, that's what I've always thought uh, whenever my, my, if I speak about wrestling to my, my folks and they, they roll their eyes going, ah, oh, I speak about that again. It's like, it could have been worse. I could be doing drugs. So, yes. I mean, <laughs> I, I'll yes. just like watching men in their pants fight each other. That's fine. It's all good. Um, so, back to wrestling a little bit. You're wrestling, you're Taylor Vite, you're a tactician. Um, you're also in a tag team, uh, or, or the, the makings of it, kind of on and off a little bit. Uh, the beauty and the brains. With uh, it was Jesse Santana at the time, now Shamanay. Yes. Uh, how did that come about? Was that uh, thrown together one night and you went, right, let's get a name? Or was there any more background to it? Um, you know, that was, um, I had been booked in respect. I think they were doing um, Jesse Shea, who at the time was going through a series of tag partners and trying to get a good one to go after the tag titles. And I was one of the ones he picked. To give it a go, and we, I, and then, you know, met him, and actually, like, kind of really liked him, and, like, got on, like, out, like, outside of wrestling and stuff as well. So it's kind of like, oh, this might be, and then we started training for it because obviously we were like, well, we don't want to turn up and just be rubbish. So we had done training things. We were like, we kind of had similar, some similar ideas about wrestling, and because you know, some of ours would be similar, and some of ours are very far apart. Um, we had like some similar ideas about wrestling, some similar interests and things. Um, so it was kind of a thing like, oh, this could actually be maybe like a long-term thing. And she was doing more work with Source at the time. So it was, we got booked for another match um, against KOE. So we had those two matches and then we were doing a training match. And that's when uh, Shay's knee totally went again. So that kind of put the brakes on it, which is uh, a real shame. Because um, I think it would have been, and it's something we still could still come back to, but it's also like, we're both doing such different things with our characters just now. It's, and it depends if anyone wants to see it as well. So it's like, you know, it's not up to us. We don't book ourselves. Unfortunately, oh, how good would that be? I'd be, I'd be a champion everywhere. <laughs> uh, yeah, it did seem to be, he, he's had a, a, a rough uh, time of it with, with injury. I think he, yeah. he injured it, came back, and then what, a month later, he tore it again, and that was kind of the, the and, then, and then the world ended. So really... Yeah, he'd not been long back, and then... And then, it, yeah, and then we started doing our teaming thing and then it went again. And then obviously, I think as he was gearing up to coming back, everything just stopped. So, yeah, we just, fates were not on our side for our Starcross tag team. Um, so we spoke about 
say you do that <coughs> you do that for respect. Yeah, you've also made appearances way past where I am uh, up in Caithness or, or Wick, wherever it would be for uh, Caithness Pro Wrestling. Uh, and were you part of the? Were you initially part of the Combat League? Cause I think you were, weren't you? Yes. Yeah, I was in before that, and then I was part of the yeah Combat League. Um, and of course, the the when the bar pops up again because you end up taking a, a very scenic route. Um, how scenic was it? Did you go east or did you go west coast? Did, did you just got in the car and just took the west? Yeah, I, I, I believe it was. Yeah, not only east coast because we stopped at Inverness. Right. So, okay. Yeah. So it was um, all these like it's kind of like foresty like country roads and this is really nice and beautiful and then obviously it starts snow but it's like oh we finally get back to motorway and then not quite realizing obviously well not realizing but obviously you know we're on a country road so and we're up north so the snow is going to come fast and there's nothing to dissipate it because we're just so it was just came straight down and fair play to Dunbar he's I, I mean he's a general in the ring and a general with the car because <laughs> he steered us he steered me through some tough times in the ring and out of the ring as well yeah definitely up here when it snows it it snows there's, yeah. no, there's no in between that well weirdly enough because i'm in elgin it's like i don't know whether it's a pollution thing but uh, we seem to avoid everything but Aye. as soon as you go like five miles out to about keith that's about 20 miles but go to keith and our two inches of snow is about three foot over there, it's like how do, we're so close. It doesn't make sense for it to be this bad. Uh, same with flooding. Actually, flooding used to be nuts here. Um, so yeah, how how is it like going in front of a, a crowd? That I mean, I know this crowd you've been in front of are all been family shows, so they've all been kids and what have you. But I know the crowd up in Combat League or Keith Ness are they're kind of starved for wrestling. They get four shows a year, so yeah. they're just hyped. So what was it like being in front of of that crowd for the first time? Oh, it was great fun. Um, it was just the first time I think I, I wrestled Robert Wisher, um, and it was just this. I didn't really, I didn't really know what to expect, and it was a case of like, I know they'll get a lot of wrestling here, but you know, it doesn't mean they're. And then uh, someone came like, no, they don't get anything here. We could get the like, they get the wrestling, and then I think like a pantomime, so like they don't get a huge amount of live entertainment at all. So they were they were great fun. They were so up for everything and. Um, the guy who runs that loves all his like loves a lot of silly stuff. Um, so that night, the I think the idea was that every match had like a randomly assigned stipulation to it. And the crowd going mental for that. And then um, I was kind of like, this is great, but Robert and I are wrestling a submission match, <laughs> which is not you know the most like you'd think it'd be like you know you're not going to go like oh guys. All these like kids are like, oh yeah, what's the best submission match at the weekend? <laughs> when there's people like on the show throwing people into walls, and there was a puppet like at the end of the puppet doing moves to people and that kind of thing. So this is going to be a disaster. But no, they were great. They were really good. Um, they're one of the most receptive, but also I think they're they're not rowdy, but because they just want to interact with you because you're there. Like obviously they see wrestling things, but they don't see a lot of live wrestling. So the fact they're in front of them, they're going, yes! So that was really good fun to kind of explore that, especially as someone who wasn't super comfortable at the time with doing stuff with the crowd. I was kind of like, oh, this is great. Sorry, to build up a bit more. It, it's kind of what you hope when you go to, I, mean, I always bring up Coven because the crowd's just absolutely insane. But um, it's like, that's what you kind of hope when you go into Coven. And the Coven's like, oh, no, see that? We're going to have swearing. <laughs> Sugar. <laughs> <laughs> just go absolutely mental for you. 
whether yes. you like it or not. Um, did you? I'm sure were you were you one of the shows for for that crowd, or were you, or were you just helping out? Yeah, no, uh, I worked in Govan twice. Uh, again, the first time was because um, someone didn't turn up. So have you got your gear with you? Wrestlers always have your gear. Yes, I do. Cool, you're wrestling Griffin. And then it was, again, we'd, we'd wrestled before and stuff and had good matches. Um, and then it was just, I don't know if the match was better at all, but the crowd really <laughs> rallied to it. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it was. It's all us. Nothing to do with their amazing, amazing crowds but are brought in by amazing people like because obviously Ravy Davies the big draw there so I can't thank him enough for getting letting us wrestle in front of that crowd. Yeah, uh, you would be front row for for all the all the nice things I would be saying to to Athena them uh, on the night. Um, so uh, outside of wrestling though, because we've got loads of questions, I did tease everyone with the uh, IT crowd. Uh, you're a bit of a fan, and uh, I did float the idea of of a joint podcast uh, called what's it called a dream and six million pounds uh <laughs> with with myself uh adm grant mciver and of course yourself also um it crowd then what's what's the it's just because the nerdiness of it all what's what drew you to it crowd yeah i think that was the beginning of it was it's also the nerdiness of it and it's it seems less I say this now, I mean, the writers turned out to be not the nicest of people, but it seemed at the time to be less mean-spirited than other, like, shows that were, like, based around nerds, like, kind of, like, Big Bang Theory, and that a lot of it was, the joke was, they're, you know, they're nerds, and thus they don't care as people, kind of thing, which they kind of grew out of and got a bit better at. Uh, it was how I perceived it at the time, anyway. Um, and actually, like, looking back, and you know, like, the IT crowd, there's a bit of that as well, but they always had... It was more so because of the department they worked in. It wasn't because of them as people. It was just their workplace. And it wasn't that they were the issue. It was that the people who worked elsewhere, like everyone was weird in that show. It wasn't normal people coming in and going, normal people coming in and going like, oh, you guys are weird nerds. It was kind of everyone being equally weird in their own different ways and going like, you're all weird. No, you're weird. Um, and everyone was wonderfully weird. And they're all great in their own ways, but also they're terrible, terrible people. And that's always a fun thing in comedy as well. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was trying, when, when you said that, of course, about the creator not being uh, the most nicest of chaps, uh, it kind of, when I'm going through all the, my favourite episodes, I'm just thinking, oh man, that's kind of soured, soured, yeah. soured it a little bit, not enough for me to not enjoy it, but um, yeah, so I'll go to the questions then, because we've got a couple about that, uh, well, I assume they are, um, of course, from Grant McIver, he has asked, uh, do you wrestle in women's trousers? I mean... Not currently, but I definitely would if it if I wanted the confidence boost from where from wearing women's slacks, I'd totally do it. Um, if we make them stretchy enough. Uh, for those that people actually, I'm not going to tell you. Go watch IT Crowd. And uh, Madeline's asked uh, favorite Matt Berry role. I saw this one and I had to think about it because um, there's a lot. I love Matt Berry. Um, so um, I can't think of one. I can't think of one favorite. Um, so basically, I love him as Dixon Bainbridge in Mighty Bush. He's tremendous in that. Stephen Toast in Toast of London, obviously, because it's just Matt Berry going about being Matt Berry. Um, I'd, I'd probably put Douglas Renham at number two, I'm afraid. As good as it is, um, have you ever seen Carsten Marenghi's Dark Place? I haven't, but it keeps pop, uh, keep, keeping people mention it because of uh, Alistair Black doing his 
thing with the glasses. But uh, yeah, I keep hearing, hearing about Garth Menenge, but I've never actually seen it. I'm on ABM a lot as well to watch it. I've told you to watch it. You should watch it. It's basically I'm I'm, I'm a big fan of like B movies and especially like like The Room is one of my favourite films. Films that are not good and somehow get made and released, which I think is like quite a nice thing as well. It's quite inspirational to go like, well, if this got made, you can do anything. You're like, don't you worry about it. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I love all that kind of stuff. So it's basically it's presented as a kind of like a lost a lost classic um, from the eighties. It's like an eighties medical drama slash paranormal mystery slash action show all this really terrible terrible stuff written by this author of all these like garbage horror novella um i don't explain it very well but basically um it's printed like that so then there's the actual episode which is always very funny and then you get the actors doing their little interviews in between and talking about all the things that went on and say like oh well you know two people died but you know they were only tech staff and who cares about them <laughs> <You're> like, <"Whoa." laughs> Uh, so uh, Matt Berry does a really good job in that. He's um, he's Doctor Julian Sanchez, and then he plays uh, I think Todd Rivers, the actor who gives lots of like great acting tips, which are not great acting tips. It's honestly, I'd, I'd rec- that's my favorite Matt Berry role. It's tremendous. Uh, so one well, for recommendations then. Um, I, I just popped, I was watching a community yesterday, and he popped up in that. I was like, oh, I he was in this just briefly. Um, in community, which is an amazing show for anyone. Oh, who yeah, wants I actually should mention that one when he um, calls uh, Bertha like you Midwestern loser. Always makes me laugh. Just not on community, but from an uh, IT crowd when he enters, it always makes me laugh because whenever I had a problem or or my car broke down or anything like that, my first thought was Father. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. Unfortunately, well, I regularly go to my door going, there's somebody at the door. Yes, yes. Door. My wife hates it, but that's, <laughs> that's all I do now is, is doorbell rings or, or anything. I go, there's somebody at the door. There's somebody at the door. <laughs> and she, yeah, she, I don't, she's never watched it. Doesn't get it. But yeah, I do no, it every time now. It's just... it, it entertains me, so, you know, that's my wrestling philosophy now as well. If I'm entertained, who cares? That's it. That's that's it. It's, it's the same with the... I don't know if you do this one, but if uh, if someone turns around and goes, uh, "Have you got the key?" and if you don't answer, "I've got the secret," then what's the point? It's just yeah, exactly. Entertain yourself. Uh, right, back back to the questions. I've got Luke Matthews. Of all the puns you've heard me hit out with, assuming himself, uh, which one do you hate yourself for liking the most? I mean, I can't think of any off the top of my head. All of them, because I always laugh and then go didn't deserve a laugh what are you doing with your life how like you don't invalidate him like this <laughs> don't encourage him <laughs> I, I do like a good pun but um he's has her there's dad puns and then there's luke matthews puns i, I like the sound that he's picked up the the mantle from uh, scott rennick he used to be the guy that i, I see it shows just hitting out with puns everywhere yeah and uh now luke's picked up that that mantle for it. A um, couple of Riddler questions we got in uh, from, well, first one, Glenda Barr. Uh, which Riddler would you want to play or voice? Uh, Frank Gorshin, Jim Carrey, or Wally Winger? Uh, see, uh, there's bits of all of them. So Jim Carrey is the first like Riddler I saw, because that would have been, I mean, that's, yeah, that came out when I was really young and I thought it was really interesting. But you couldn't be him because you'd have Tommy Lee Jones acting with you and Tommy Lee Jones and Jim Carrey hated each other on that film. So <laughs> Tom, Tommy Lee Jones obviously doesn't want to be 
either in that film, which I think is part of the joy of it. Again, back to the bad films thing. Um, so I wouldn't be that one. Uh, I, the Wally Wenger one is probably closest to what I'd like try and do, and like with my character. But I would probably go for Frank Gorshin because you know the sixties Batman, sixties Batman series. He looks like he's having the best time the whole time. So it, just for purely selfish reasons, yeah. And he got um, a single. He's re- released a single as the Riddler. I did not know that. It's an experience. Because <laughs> that that <laughs> long pause was that kind of subbed up. I was, I think I got it from that that moment. I <laughs> uh, was it a bit of like a, a do the Bartman, just like why 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 have we done this? Did yeah, it's, it's it's basically him. There's very little singing. It's him saying riddles and then like these like singing girls in the back and like repeating the riddle in a sing song voice. And he gives the answer and laughs. I'm like, this is incredible. <laughs> Oh, that sounds amazing. Uh, speaking of that, then, uh, Dale and Henry has asked, your, what's your, well, your favourite riddle? I'm assuming Watts in there somewhere. So what's your favourite riddle? <laughs> See, the thing is, as much as I like the Riddler character, I'm not, Riddler's riddles frustrate me immensely. <laughs> like, they're really irritating. Um, I'm trying to think. Because then there's, I mean, the first one comes to mind is the one in, there's one in that song, which is, but then a lot of the riddles in that song as well, they're not riddles, they're just like jokes. Like, what do you call a sleeping bull? A bulldozer. That's that kind of thing. Uh, no, I've always been a big fan of um, the kind of ones. I used to do riddles a lot when I was teaching. So I like all the kind of smaller ones. Like, um, what what gets what gets wet the more it dries? Towel. Did you read my mind? Because that was the only one I had in my head. Yeah. So as I, I went riddle. There's, there's one about a clock. No, actually, no, my favourite one, not my favourite one, would be, but I think it's like... Um, it's along lines of, I don't know word for word, but it's not like David's. Uh, David is a child. He has two brothers. His brothers are called. No, no, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, David's parents had three children. Two of them are named Snap and Crackle. What's the third one called? And people go pop, and it's, no, it's David. It's David's yeah. parents. I like that kind of switcheroo of it. So that that kind of thing. Nothing too mental. And I like any of the ones from Riddles in the Dark and The Hobbit. It's always good fun. I literally, I watched, um, I do a lot of watching, it seems to be. I, I was watching uh, OSW Review and they were doing The Hobbit uh, for some reason. And yeah, they had that whole section on riddles. And yeah. they were great and frustrating at the same time. Yes. So, well, the so I'm going like, are they? <laughs> so uh, I'll, I'll throw out a couple of riddles to you then, just for the, oh, no. the funsies. Because I just put... You're killing my character here. I know. Uh, right, let's go for it. Easy, it says easy riddles, even though I probably have taken too long to to come up with the answers. Uh, what month of the year has twenty eight days? All of them. There you go. See, easy one. Uh, what has to be broken before you can use it? I feel like it's silence like that, but I'm not sure. No. Is it silence? Has to be broken before you can use it. I don't know. Uh, an egg. Oh, that is an easy one. Uh, I'm thinking because I'm thinking of I've heard these riddles before and I can't remember the answer, so I'm, I'm plucking the answers from other riddles. <laughs> uh, okay, I'll go for one more then because uh, we'll probably spend far too long and everyone will be frustrated, including yourself, uh, by the time that we get to them. Because 101 here, so uh, what goes up but never comes down. EDM's ego. Oh, shooting. <laughs> <laughs> no, really. 
I mean, yes and no. Uh, I don't know. It's too late for this. <laughs> I know. It's eight o'clock. I'm stumping the, the tactician out. It's your age. Is the answer. Ah, I mean, well, I mean, that's all a question of mindset, isn't it? You're as young as you feel, apparently. Oh, uh, yeah, and I feel about 50, so... Yeah, I feel and then talk to wrestlers and they're like, oh, I'm 84 years old. I don't know, when I, when I stand up, it's, uh, it does become snap, crackle and pop. Um, <laughs> my knees on my back. Uh, ADM's asked, would you eat a spider? <laughs> I, like I feel like this is a reference that I may, may know, but I It's don't. IT crowd, uh, the dinner party. <laughs> really oh, of course. I would, I totally would. Oh, actually, no, well, I say that, but I, I only if it was already dead, because, you know, spiders are, people don't like spiders, but, you know, they're good for the ecosystem and things, we just keep them around. That's your lesson, kids. <laughs> don't kill spiders. Uh, how, how long, did you ever try to email file.peter? <laughs> I did not, no. I figured what the results would be. Yeah, it probably would be a good, a good thing. Um, Robbie Wishart, he asked, uh, why do you love Cody Rhodes' neck tattoo so much? I, see. I, don't, want, I don't want to, like, rag on anyone's tattoo. I don't have tattoos um, just because I feel like I know I would regret one or something like, like, I've always thought about getting a Batman tattoo, but then, you know, what if one of the actors who played them turns out to be a bad person kind of thing. So it's just best to leave it alone and be judged on my own merits and not on the stuff I've got in my body. Um, as far as that goes, I think Cody's neck tattoo is good branding. I wouldn't have put it on my neck. And I'm not the biggest fan of that logo, just in general. It's, it, but that's it's not my style. So I'm being very nice about this. <laughs> I was more caught through it when I talked to, to Robert about it. It is stupid. <laughs> Let's just go with that. Um, I get, I get why it's good branding, and also I love the fact that apparently um, his wife begged him not. He's like, "No, I'll do it." Fair enough. It's very, it's very wrestling, which is oh, the, thing, the nice thing I'll say about it. It's very absolutely. wrestling. Uh, I mean, I'd get it. for for me. I'd get it if he'd done all all the way up, and that was kind of just continuation of it. Yeah. But just there. I mean, I've got tattoos, but I've kept them to my arms because I would like to show them off. Uh, one you, you possibly will appreciate is the the Riddler, uh, Mario. Yes. Batman, yeah. yeah. Good man. There you go. Um, I, was, I was so excited when I got that and nobody, everyone looks at it and goes, oh, why, why's that green? <laughs> at least I stopped asking. I mean, it's either that or I get asked what the lightning bolt is and everyone says, oh, it's the Flash. No, it's not. It's Power Rangers, but I'm, I'm fed up correcting you now. So I'm yeah. just going to say, yeah, it is The Flash. I love The Flash. Um, the uh, Taylor Tactics videos then, swinging our way back to the wrestling. Uh, you started putting out a few of them out. Is, is that just a, a way for you to get character across? Uh, was, was just building? I was like uh, doing those videos. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it was just um, trying to build my own skills and building interest for matches and things and trying to flesh out the character a bit more because then if having to, having to think about it and having something that you have to put out there kind of gives you more can't keep going oh maybe this or maybe that or maybe this or maybe that once you've got some concrete ideas out there then you've got more of a basis to go off of and I can kind of extrapolate from that because there was a lot of umming and eyeing and things um so like I wanted, I thought about doing more stuff during lockdown and things, but I didn't want to do it for the sake of it. I, I don't like, for me, I find it hard to motivate myself, not to motivate myself, but like to have 
if I'm forcing myself to have ideas, it's never going to be the best version of it. So like for like I had an, I've had an idea for I was going to do like a like a pinned tweet kind of this is my character the tactician like a video kind of thing a proper video introduction um, and I've and but involved in ring work and then everything shut down so I've still not got a chance to do it so that will be one of the first things to do when we can have contact again um, hopefully and I'm hoping to, I'm hoping to explore the character a bit more with maybe like doing some heel work in different places or just kind of. Worry. I think especially with everything that's happened in the world and in wrestling over like the last year, um, especially like you know, yeah, actually the night around now it'll be it'll be about a year since speaking out and stuff. I think. Yeah. So with everything that's gone on there, I'm trying to wrestle more for me and not for what I think anyone else would want, which is part of the Taylor Tactics thing again. Is all now it's kind of what videos do I want to do for Taylor Tactics? What what would interest me? What do I find interesting with the character? Not what do I think will help make someone who's booking me go, oh yeah, he's really good. Um, because, you know, there's a lot, as much as it's a wrestling podcast and we all love wrestling, you know, there's more to life than wrestling. Um, for for, for those something. listening, no, there's not. I've got a backlog of like 70 videos <laughs> for you to watch. So go, to, go do that. Um, not but, a lot, uh, a little bit. Um, but, I mean, if you're wrestling... If you're not wrestling for you, then why are you doing it? Especially like at an, an independent level, you know. And this isn't, you know, the one to shock anyone. This same with like my Taylor White not being my real name. This isn't like my full time job. So if it's not what I make a total living off, and I'd love it to be what I make a living off of one day, but if I got there by not enjoying it, I'm not going to enjoy it if I ever get to that point. So why would I do that? That's my current thinking with it. Sorry, that became a much deeper answer than I thought it would be for for Taylor Tactics. No, <laughs> no, 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 get a character across. Uh, how how an idea that KOE has a whiteboard because that seems like it would just fit in perfectly with the Taylor Tactics. They, they, thought the whiteboard. they thought of it first, which is fair enough. But I, when I saw it, I was like, oh, damn. so I'm, I'm going to try and them away in there and be like, I'll be your manager and have your whiteboard for you. I'll be your. There you go. I'll be I'll be the tactician of your team, the strategist, and you guys can teach me how to like like cool music and put me in. <laughs> I'd like to I'd like to like come out with them dressed like basically early to early two thousands John Cena. And be like, yeah, I'm cool. Like uh, Kurt Angle when he came out to do the rap battle, That's or uh, Slam Master yeah. Jay. Um, uh, even with like a little little book in your boot that has, of course, goalkeepers will have like which way the penalty takers will yeah. go. It's like there's so much, so much, so much potential yeah. with ta- with the tactician that I'm, I'm... word up, Holmes. Uh-huh, did I do it properly? Uh-huh. <laughs> so there's there's so much potential that the crowds need to see. Um, I just want to speak about the belt behind you because it's one yeah. of my favourite belts ever. And as soon as I saw it when you when you went before we hit record, I was like, I love that belt because it's the one I've always wanted. Yes. Um, I mean, that's would have been just when you started watching then. So when did you get it? Was that a birthday present? Was it a treat yourself moment? What was so for those unaware, those to the audio field feed, it's the it's the big eagle uh, attitude era belt. Yeah. So. Um, that was again back to teaching. It was my first um, paycheck from teaching, and I had always, always wanted a replica belt, and always wanted that belt because that's my childhood, like encapsulated in like a wrestling belt. That was, you know, Rock had that, Kane had that, Austin had that. I didn't have that that version of them, but like Triple H had that, Mankind had it. That was all my guys growing up all had that belt, and I was like, yeah, if I'm gonna if I'm, if I'm ever gonna get one, that's the one to get. 
Um, so yeah, that was my first my first paycheck, and I kind of went, you know what, I've always wanted this, and it was on sale, so was, that was an excuse. So if something's on sale, it's always an excuse, unfortunately, even if it's like, oh, five pound off. But no, they, they, it was it was on sale, and I just kind of had a solid moment. And went, no, do you know what? It's been a tough kind of first month at work. I'm going to get something that really makes me happy, and you know, so it's still here, many years later, and yeah, it's. You know, some people don't like the I mean, like I love like you've got like the European belt and stuff there. Like I think that's a beautiful title. Um I think I mean I'm also like not a big collector, but like I like I get action figures and stuff as well, which you know can be seen as very juvenile or whatever. But I think it's just about what makes you happy and it's not hurting anyone. So and it's exactly that's that's when when I was sent home. To ah, oh, starting to rain. I've got washing hanging out. Well, doesn't matter. Anyway, um, that that's just that sums up my, my podcasting style, uh, if it ever was. Um, but yeah, when, when I was uh, sent home because of all the COVID stuff, I was working from home. This is my office. So as soon as I moved the desk upstairs, I was like, right, this is my office. I'm putting out all my stuff. So the belt went out, the chair went out. The rest of me, a nineteen chair, and then now that I've I've got my wife fully into the Marvel stuff, um, I was able to get. Uh, shield, uh, the the neon year I got for Christmas. I'm like, this is this is my room now forever, and I'm kind of hoping I don't go back because, <laughs> or because there's only two instances why this stuff will go away. One's going back to work, and the other one's a child. So, so <laughs> it's like I'm okay with one, but I don't want to go back to work. So yeah. <laughs> just yeah, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's 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 that thing about making. Just having those little moments, making yourself happy. And if it's yeah. buying a amazing wrestling belt, uh, how many promos have you done with it? <laughs> uh, I've actually recorded none, just alone <laughs> by myself. Yeah, plenty. Um, well, that's the other thing as well. It's, if you are with a partner or something, um, it's good to have some of your own stuff to you know ruin their entire like kind of decor situation. I like to do that. You know, that's why this is, this is this kind of spare room. So that's where that's consigned to because it's not allowed in any of the proper rooms that have been. Properly decorated. Yeah, that's that's why mine are here as well. I've managed to sneak like Batman and Kane are out there, like, like in amongst all the family folk, and then Kane's are going like. Rrr. <laughs> yeah, I've, I was. Uh, I've I've even got like belt clips, but as soon as I brought them out, she was like, "You're putting holes in that wall. You can yeah. you can forget about that." So I was like, "All right, okay, we'll compromise. I'll put yeah. them up." They're there, but I'm not allowed to put them on the wall. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that's fair. I'll, I'll, also, it reminds, you know, who's the real champion in this house? <laughs> it really, it really is, <laughs> uh, unfortunately. Uh, but no, it, it, we, we do have a little bit of a... Although she gets to put all her Nightmare Before Christmas stuff out in the in the living room uh, for other people to see, but the belts can't can't go out. So, I mean, who's the nerd here? Uh, <laughs> like the wrestling fan full stop is like, you know, my nerd stuff's cool, but your nerd stuff's not allowed. <laughs> that's too much. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, yeah. If you go to anyone, if they come into your house and you, you tell them you've got a wrestling belt, regardless of whether they're a fan back in the day or a fan now, the first question is always, "Oh, can I wear it? Yeah, yeah. Can I have a go." Yeah. So belts are cool. Everyone should have their belts out in private place, but I won't because I'll get in trouble. Uh, <laughs> um, so our stupid questions I'll get to uh, now. We ask two questions. I don't know if you'll stay in the back catalogue. Um, everyone should. Uh, they should. I'm trying to get to three thousand listens by the time this comes out. I'm sure. I'm sure it'll happen. What's your favourite dinosaur? Um, Littlefoot from the Land Before Time. Ah, nice. I like outside the box. I, I, and so I think he's an Apatosaurus. I think. 
um, you know, a wee omnivore, not going to harm anyone, kind of. I mean, it would have been a raptor, but I was watching the back catalogs. Everyone was saying raptors because of the Jurassic Park. I was like, well, you know, I'll go, I'll go with my first proper dinosaur and it was Littlefoot, who's my boy. Uh, yeah, raptor, uh, T-Rex. Yes. Stegosaurus seems to come up quite a lot. Triceratops was like the first 10 episodes. I was like, yes, I love Triceratops. <laughs> but because, you know, it's, it's, the, it's the Blue Power Ranger. So yeah, it's yeah. But uh, yeah, it's 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 been a lot of lost raptors to you. So I think I need to tell people before I, I record. I'm going to ask you this. So think of a dinosaur. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I like outside the box ones, ones that start the norm. But uh, you know, dinosaurs, dinosaurs. Some people don't even like them, which I find baffling and disgusting. Uh, so the other stupid question we ask is, what would win in a fight, two sheep or one cow? Right, okay. Tactician brain on for this, right? <laughs> ready for this proper tactician. So uh, also, what will depend on, are we talking like regular farmyard sheep or are we talking like rams? Like what, what kind of sheep are we talking about here? Now, that is your imagination. I, I'm simply asking two sheep versus one cow. You can add any contingencies. The cow could have a gun. I've always brought that up, a bit could. Right, right. So just go for it. <laughs> um, it. It will depend largely on how good a team the sheep are together. As you know, you know, there's good tag teams and not so good tag teams. Um, I would say the sheep would have the advantage in terms of, especially if the ramps something like that, you can come in both sides, take a leg, take the legs out, both face down. You they won't, you know, they won't not they won't get a KO finish, but they might get a submission. That's the most logical thought I've, I've had so far. So well, yeah, that's that's fine. One another one for the sheep. That's, uh, what, so, that's my tactician brain, that's what it kind of thing gets used for sometimes. <laughs> So swinging back to wrestling, because, you know, it's a wrestling podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't really speak about your favourites growing up. So you said Undertaker, you said Kane, uh, and you spoke about, like, obviously uh, more smaller wrestlers that are a bit more uh, logic-based, um, I assume, like uh, Daniel Bryan and, and what have you. Yeah, um, who would be, who's the guys that you watch now? Uh, so if you're going back to study, or who, who are the guys that you, you watch? Uh, for studying purposes and things, um, Zack Sabre Jr., obviously, Jonathan Gresham, just incredible technical wrestlers. And I really like the way you can see the way they think about wrestling and how it's it's not, it's very clever, but it's not complicated, if that makes sense. You don't have to, you're, you don't have to have, you don't have, you don't have to be thinking a million miles a minute to be a great wrestler if you do simple things effectively. So they're kind of like two sides of the same coin that Gresham does. Some of his stuff's maybe less painful looking I think sometimes, but it's, it seems a lot more based on I'm going to, I'm going to try and win. Maybe not so much these days. Uh, and then Sabres seems to be a lot more about I'm going to hurt you. So I like them as two sides of the same coin. Uh, uh, watching a lot more uh, Jushin Liger these days. Um, People who I didn't have an appreciation for when I was younger, like William Regal, who I hated when I was younger, but that's because he was so, so good at what he did. He's an incredible wrestler. And not just like for his wrestling, which is obviously very good, but there's not enough people, I think, in wrestling, especially at that time, in the kind of like the cool heel kind of era, of, like who were willing to like look stupid and get their comeuppance properly. That's a really important thing in wrestling, I think, that I always really like to see if a heel can properly 
get get what's coming to them and make it really satisfying. So he'd be someone who I'm watching a lot. And uh, for someone who's wrestling a lot now, Jay White, I think, is probably the best wrestler in the world just now for me. Um, again, just as a pure out-and-out heel, especially, again, in a company like New Japan, which is very strong style and fighting spirit-based. He's, he's not afraid to be a coward at times. I really like that. Anyone, anyone who's doing something different, I really like generally. I suppose the New Japan stuff, it, it, it's all expressive in your body because of the yes. language barrier and, and all that kind of stuff as well, uh, which makes things uh, difficult. And if you can navigate past that, then you're on to a winner. But uh, yeah, I, I, I love, I'm in the same kind of vein where wrestling wrestling's easy when it's done right. So like the littlest thing, a subtle story can mean much more than... Um, 10, 10 minutes of just move, 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 move. Yeah. I've seen matches that I've enjoyed that had four moves in, in, in the space of eight minutes and I loved every second of it. So yeah. it's just, um, I guess one of those things. Yeah, what not, not you? really into during lockdown was um, more world of sport and um, like late 80s NWA. It's, again, it's not like, not to say that they're not going, because they go a mile a minute, but they're not doing anything super, complicated it's all relatively simple stuff but it's all put in great places and used really effectively i really like that especially for someone who's not like a natural athlete like me who can't do all this cool sort of plot fly stuff i'm like yeah that's the kind of wrestler i'll be they'll scrub a body part and just crank it for for however long you need to um yeah sometimes that could be the most satisfying dreams then let's 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 uh because i've held you held you up like i've kidnapped you but uh how do you from now so so we'll we'll look at dreams what's the what's the future at the moment You've, you've had, well, you started in 2018. Uh, of course, 2020 didn't really happen. Yeah. So so you're, we'll say, two year, three years in with an, with an asterisk. asterisk. Yes. Um, when the shows get back, is there any companies that you want to particularly get to, like a, a Rev Pro or Progress, or just is there any companies that you want to, to find your way to uh, when the shows return? Unless I'm remiss to kind of like name companies and be like, please. Um, no, I like a lot of it. I think the big thing is things like so places where I was booked. So I was I was booked in KPS again and I had another book in it, respect and all this stuff at source. I want to get back to those places and actually, you know, honor those bookings and kind of try and establish myself more in those places. Um, and I'm less so thinking about companies is more so I am about places so obviously I want to wrestle outside Scotland a bit uh, I wrestled in Preston I think uh, once but that was kind of an open ring thing for PCW um, so I'd like to wrestle in England but like, I've got friends who live in Newcastle and things I'd love to be able to wrestle in front of them um, obviously if it ever came to it I'd love to wrestle maybe uh, I've got like family in Northern Ireland and Ireland I'd love to wrestle over there and then they can come see it as well and, they, and just kind of see a more because, you know, Scotland's a great scene, but it's also quite a, not a small scene, but it's very insulated. I'd love to be able to get out there and see more and just more people and how they think differently. Because again, tactician, I'd like, I'd, I'm fascinated by the way people think about things and how they, especially in terms of wrestling, how they, what they think wrestling should be or could be, or I love getting all these different um, ideas about it. So I'd love to wrestle in those kind of places. And then obviously if it ever came to it, like America, Japan, that would be really cool as well. But um, not for now, anywhere and everywhere that will have me. I just want to go places that are fun and welcoming and will, yeah, we'll just, and we'll, we'll have a good time. 
uh, and pretty much time for opponents. Just just wanting to to get out there, and of course, I mean, the big dream will be like like a Jay White or or something like that. Yeah, I mean, well, like at the time of recording, Daniel Bryan's out of contract. You're what hit me up, Daniel? That'd be a great time. Um, he's like my all-time favorite wrestler. So that'd be like the dream dream. Um, I don't need to have a match with Kane, but if Kane can choke slam me one time, I'd be hugely honoured to do that. Um, that would be a great time. Um, I know, yeah, it's things like again, people who are supposed to face so much talent. Um, on like, I don't want to go too much into the realm of. Gresh, John Greshams and Zack Sabre Juniors and things like that and um, all these other people and things um, because I, I'd, I'd like to go first for start start smaller I guess um, I just want to wrestle the people who I've not got a chance to wrestle yet before we get to anything like that I'd love to wrestle someone like even a big name on like a British scene would be like I don't know, maybe I'd love to wrestle like Chris Ridgway. That'd be incredible. Um, that kind of thing. I'd love to, but then it's, I'd love to wrestle like Glendon Barr again now that I've got a couple of years under me and I feel like I would panic less and I'd maybe, you know, swear a bit less. That'd be good. That'd be fun. Do that kind of thing. Um, always love wrestling ADM. I'd love to wrestle more people in respect. Um, they've got some really good people down there. Um Big Benny would be a great fun one. I think that'd be a good fun for just shouting at each other and working. That'd be great fun. Um, no, I always feel bad for like uh, Brody Adler. Um, I've been talking about wrestling her for ages um, and just not got a chance to because obviously she's someone who I've trained with a lot and then she's got on shows and she's been so good. And I'm so, so impressed. I'm like, yes, I want to ride your coattails. Let's do this. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, beyond that, I opponents and things yeah um there's the big dream 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 ones but otherwise i really just want to wrestle yeah anyone and everyone who's who i could respect i want to wrestle emily hayden, emily hayden actually really badly again these big personalities who we could have a lot of fun working a crowd i'd love to wrestle more people like her oh yeah i could see someone definitely working with her being not understanding the tactician thing and <laughs> it, there, there's definitely there's some gold in there and definitely yeah. that so so what you're saying is the, the big the big dream is beating the brains against team hell no that's kind of if you can get that that would be <laughs> that would just, you know what just to, yeah to talk to us off a bit i think that'd be great fun honestly <laughs> to have like two odd couple tag teams who are odd couples in very different ways I think that'd be great fun to see like Shay try and impress Kane in some fashion, give him advice on, I don't know, <laughs> all about his wig, that kind of thing. <laughs> that'd be great fun. Um, right, I think I think we've, we've, we've kind of delved into anything. Hopefully one day we'll have a dream in six million pounds and that'll be the next time we can, we can properly delve into IT crowd and, and properly. Yes. Um, before we wrap that up then, what's your favourite episode? Is there any one particular? Uh, the dinner party is very good. The workouting is very good. It goes more to farce than would be like knowing that kind of thing. That's why it's so good because it still pulls me in. Um, what do they call? I can't remember the name. Jen the Fredo uh, with, the dun with the role-playing game and trying to help her get over his breakup. I think that's a genius of pulling all the story threads together. Yeah, I was I was about to think the musical one is, is probably my favourite, but now I can't quote any of it out of context because yes, yeah, no, <laughs> it's just none of it because yeah, okay, all the things that you're thinking of is the ones I'm thinking of as well. I went no, can't say that one. 
not yet. Can't say that one either. Podcast quickly cancelled. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm, they could I'm, do an IT grade podcast. It's a terrible idea. I know. Well, we, 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 <laughs> yeah, I forgot that. Um, yeah, but as of recording, the episode with Big Benny hasn't gone out yet, the second one we've done, and that mm-hmm. could be the one that cancels everything. So, okay, so at least that's fine then. That's all right. As long as it's his fault, not mine, I don't, I'm not too far. Oh, I'll break the spirit rule, but it's called Billy and Benny's Excellent Adventure. That's what we decided on. However, on Patreon, there's a very, there's a, a normally long conversation about uh, Marissa Tomei's breasts. So on Patreon, it's called uh, Big Big Benny to Marissa Tomei's tits, and that's, that's what the episode's called. Because I don't know how we did it, but we got it was about an hour and a half in. We 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 just. We spoke about the wrestler and end up speaking mm-hmm. about Marissa Tomei, and that just spun out, and we we spent far too long focusing. Yeah, She's a very beautiful woman. That's a really good film, but I don't think that's really the main takeaway you should be taking from that film. I think you missed the point a little bit there. <laughs> I think I think so. Did, did you enjoy the 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 story of Randy the Ram and his his uh, his his fairy tale story? No, I really like Marissa Tomei. She was really great. <laughs> anyway, um, what? What did that happen? Right, let's not speak. Oh, actually, before we go, comics. We didn't really speak about comics, which is disgraceful okay. because you already spoke about Gotham and the Riddler. And is, is yeah. DC your side uh, that you lean towards a bit more? No, I think I'm very much a Batman guy. Um, again, a lot of that comes down to his gallery of villains because, and because Batman himself is, you know, fallible. He's a human man, so he's more. It's always going to be more interesting because there's a more, as much as it's, you know, comic books and you know, they're not going to kill Batman every episode, but every issue, but there's a more kind of palpable sense of tension and jeopardy that you get with compared to other ones where you have to go bigger and planet killing and kind of thing before you get into the more jeopardy. So I, I like that it's obviously it's still comic book, so it's not grounded in total reality, but I like that it's based in like a city about a guy. Um, so no, which is what kind of like, why I'd maybe lean towards more Marvel for comics overall, because there's, well, I say that they've got such a big universe, but I feel like there's fewer who are as cosmic. There's a lot more cosmic beings I find in like DC than in Marvel, just in my reading. Um, so I'd be more of that side. And then, um, but yeah, Batman's really the go-to. You can't be beaten. So here's, here's possibly a controversial question. Best on-screen Batman. People rag on that film and things, but I would have been maybe five or six when I saw it. I loved every second of it. Same thing with uh, Star Wars Episode One. People hate on Jar Jar. I thought he was hilarious at the time. Now I watch it and I can't stand him. But, you know, Star Wars Episode One helped make me a Star Wars fan for life. So, you know, it's got its, it's, got its merits. Uh, so, best on screen Batman goes. I mean, it's the basic answer, but I, oh, no, I don't know, actually. This is difficult. Um, best? Mine's Keaton, just to put it out there first. So, yeah, so. I'm, I'm leaning towards Keaton, but then Christian builds a really good job. Um, I think best Batman would be Keaton, but best Bruce Wayne would be Bale. Okay. I, I quite like Batflick. Like well, yeah, I was going to say... Yeah, Ben Affleck did a really good job. Um, I would have liked to have seen him in maybe a better film. Oh, yeah. Did you have, I'd have you loved seen a standalone Batman film? Have you seen uh, Snyder's Cut of Justice League? I've not seen it yet, no. Oh, just 
if if you if you were a fan of the original cut, no point, don't bother. <laughs> I'm pretty so it's like every time someone brings up anything near Batman, I just tell people don't watch it because it's four hours long. <laughs> if you're gonna watch it, they, they do it in chapters, so yes, like it goes well. to black, then just stop at that point and yeah. then take a break. Because I watched it in four hours. I watched it the whole way through, and I think it killed any joy I had for just a sleep. I mean um, yeah, I mean even like these days, if I'm watching like the extended cuts of the Lord of the Rings, I'll watch it a disc at a time. I'm not going through the whole thing. I've not got that kind of free time on my hands anymore. I'm a grown-up. You know I say that because lockdown happened, so I've had plenty of free time, but the more I can think of I've not got the attention span anymore. I'm going to leave my dislike of Lord of the Rings to the side because, again, the Big Benny episode hasn't come out yet. Uh, but uh, I'll just say Clerks 2 uh, really summed it up for me. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, what have you been doing during this lockdown then other than watching Lord of the Rings one disc at a time? Have you doing online seminars like the PWA ones, Looking Sharps? Um, Not that there's real chance. I've been fortunately, I've been working quite a lot, which has been good. Um, um, but um, and otherwise, besides you know, eating on a semi-professional basis, basically. Like, uh, no, I've been I've been getting much better with that. Like it, it kind of goes in phases of lockdowns as well, I suppose, because like the first one was quite productive, the second one was less, so the third one was really difficult. And now that we're kind of coming out of things a little bit more now, it seems to be picking up again. Cause you can get a routine going and you can kind of come back a little bit to, to normality. Um, yeah, I, I, there was a lot of um, watching wrestling and having all these ideas and then going, will I still be able to do that when we come back? Or will I not be able to? Well, I've forgotten how to put a wrist lock on. Yeah, I mean, a lot of, I'm, I just want, by the time this comes out, I just hope that the cinemas are properly open again. Because that, that's all. I, I don't miss people particularly. I don't miss any of that. I don't miss social interaction. I miss going to the cinema and I miss going out for lunch. Lunch yeah. is back. Give me the cinema and I'll yeah. be quite happy. Because well, I need to oh, and yeah, there was the, yeah, there was moving house was obviously a big one, and then planning a wedding, which takes so much time. And you know, apparently, wrestling belts aren't allowed at weddings either. Who knew? Oh, well, yeah, uh, oh, this is a little story I'll end on then. When when I so I had my wedding, of course, and uh, it was all fine. The, the photographer came around the day the day of. Um, I I was at my folks and wife got got changed here because it's like her grandmother's house before she passed away um and then we bought it but anyway that's a long story don't need to do but uh yeah we went out in the house took pictures she's a big harry potter fan so loads of pictures of harry potter and all kind of stuff loads of harry potter stuff and then uh when we got there someone i think it was my dad turned to me and went oh it would be funny if, I, I, you didn't get the wrestling belt out then and the photographer turned to me and went sorry what you have wrestling belts <laughs> and you didn't tell me because we could have done a whole thing with you taking a belt, and, and, and I was like, "No, just shush." Because yeah. if you if you give me the ideas now, I'm going to regret it for the rest of my life that we didn't do it. So, because uh, he went, "Oh, could have done entrance music, could take a picture as you're coming up the aisle." I was like, "Shut up, just shut up now, because yeah. this is too exciting. It's too cool. We'll cancel everything. We'll go back to the start." <laughs> well, no, lockdown wedding wise, it's just been a case of. Don't have too many high flown ideas, just try and get married. That's been the big one. But no, entrance music, just 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 
just slide that one in when when uh, the the flower bill comes in. You have to compromise, going, "Well, you do entrance music to come out with the belt." Uh, it's, I mean, we could do that instead. But anyway, yeah, this it's it's a very expensive but a very nice day. That's why I'll tell anyone who yeah. planning a wedding. Um, but yeah, this is way past wrestling now, so we'll wrap things up. Uh, hopefully, we'll get part two. If it's not IT crowd, it'll be something else in the future. Still have a belt on your shoulder. This from an actual company yeah. and not from. You yeah, maybe we'll talk about actual wrestling. <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> I, I mean, like I said, I've got seventy episodes in now, and I really. Haven't done much of that anyway, so uh, one day. I think that's what I like about your podcast, not to put you over too much, but yeah, it's, it's like, it's fun, it's just, you know, having a chat, it's not too, um, got, it's not got, I feel like it's not got too much of an agenda, unless you really worked me here and you really got me. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm going to come off at the end and go, that Taylor Wright, he's just, he's I'm a nasty piece of work, I'm never going to put that <laughs> podcast out. Um, but no, that's it, I don't do this for any particular agenda or, or anything i mean there's some folk i wouldn't have on for obvious reasons but uh other than that yeah uh, it's just i've just this is my this is my i said i don't miss social interaction but this is my sort of social interaction this is an hour two hours out of my week that i get to speak to someone that isn't the dog or yeah. or my wife um so that's just how it works anyway great I'll end up keeping you all night with my diatribe and uh, and we'll end up chatting forever and nobody will enjoy it. Uh, but yeah, thank you for joining me today on, on the SWM podcast. Uh, this has been Taylor Vite. I've had a great time. Hopefully, uh, when this comes out properly, uh, which will be July 23rd for all those that are watching publicly, uh, the world will be a little bit more open. But if not, you can still watch this and enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, as a little extra post-credit scene, you know, because you know we're 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 cool like that. Uh, we did not ask Taylor Vite about social media handles, which I ask everyone, of course, for listening. So before we go, and um, we could, we'll we'll make slide in some discussion about wrestling themes before we go. But uh, what's your social media handles? Where can people find you? Um, I can't remember the Facebook. Facebook just search Taylor Vite. No, there's no one else called that at all. Um, I think it's Taylor Vite Wrestler there. Uh, my Instagram and my Twitter are at Taylor Vite underscore because someone already took it without the underscore. Dick. I'll try and post <laughs> more stuff on there because I know I've been terrible for it, but um, there will be more stuff coming when things come back and there's a reason to tweet. Right. And, and just for everyone else that, that's, that's stayed to the end, best wrestling theme, top three. Oh, top three. Okay. Um, Goldust, Goldust, that is a top tier wrestling theme for me. It uh, gets the character across, fits his entrance, and is also just a great piece of music. So that, that'd be number one, I think. Um, um, for proper, like for childhood ones, I'd maybe go Big Boss Man's theme. Oh, uh, or well, along that kind of one. Which one? The Attitude Era one? Yeah, Attitude Era one, because uh, okay. there was a lot of that. That, that that kind of style of Jim Johnston kind of going like I'm rocking out on the guitar here, that like so it's like him Dan Severn Vader it's all just Jim Johnston having a great time going yeah, and then I'm trying to think of another, um, for maybe a more more than one, uh, Nicky Cross's Glasgow Cross one was really good really like that. 
can't remember that off the top of my head. Um, it was it was the sanity theme, but um, with her screaming over the top of it and like a slightly different version. It was great. Uh, any underrated classics? I mean, for me, the one Billy Gunn. I don't care what anyone says. I love that theme tune. Um, I mean, Billy and Chuck's theme. Oh, yeah. As well. Uh, I'm trying to think. Um, Apollo Crews' theme is good for working out to. It feels like you're in Rocky. That's a really good one for that. Uh, underrated ones. Oh, who was it? Had it? Um, it's either like the Brawl for All theme or it might have been Blue Buchanan's first theme. Oh, it's a very Blue kind Buchanan. of flat, bassy, Rocky. I could see it like playing in the background of that's another one. not a wrestling theme, but um, the WWF No Mercy um, menu theme. The dick, 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 diggity dog. <laughs> That's just, that is great fun. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, just throwing out some other ones. I really enjoyed the remix of Steve Austin's theme when he was the Alliance. And nobody seems to, nobody else, like, very few people actually like it. Uh, the disturbed one. Neck tattoo of wrestling themes. <laughs> <laughs> That's not, I'm only joking. But uh, his, what, his one by Disturbed? Yes, please. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's, there's too many. There's too many. But yeah, the, the, the one Billy got, as we were discussing just before we hit record again, I still have a soft spot for Rob Conway's because it's just, it's so ridiculously bad, it's good. Yeah. But again, you know, that's, and it suited Rob Conway. That's, I like, you can have as good a piece of music as you want, but if it's not for your character, it doesn't matter. Oh, yeah. Uh, Alex Riley had an amazing theme music as well. Which oh, yeah. Because he was like a charisma vacuum, but he had, he had amazing music. Uh, right, anyway, we're gonna, we're gonna we'll, we'll come back to we'll come back in the future. Season four, we're gonna have the wrestling. We'll have a wrestling theme based episode. We'll get you back and, and yes. do that. Uh, but yes, we'll, we'll definitely go in this time. We did your social medias. We're all good. Yes. So everyone that's watching this uh, or listening to this, uh, enjoy the little bonus uh, bonus yes, bit for you. Thanks for having me, and yeah, enjoy the post credit scene. We'll tease our villain for next time. 